Welcome to the Homeschool Unlocked podcast, the show that helps parents see homeschooling as a unique opportunity. So forget fear. You can inspire. You can guide your child. Homeschool Unlocked. It's not school. It's life. Welcome to Homeschool Unlocked. (laughs) Beep. If you're just joining us for the first time, let me introduce you to my husband, Jesus, who is the smartest person that I know, my favorite person to be around. He is wonderful, loving, and his smile caught my eye. That's right. So uh, on that note, I get to introduce my lovely bride. Uh, This is Monica. Um, Monica and I fell in love, I think, instantaneously. Her smile and her kindness and her perseverance and her drive uh, have really um, moved and propelled our family forward, all by God's grace. Amen. So we were able to hit a milestone thanks to your help. Um, We, after the fourth episode, reached the 100 download milestone. And um, because we were recording episode four and five at the same time, we didn't realize that until after. So it's two weeks since then, but we want to say thank you today. Our conversation about Homeschool Unlocked, you know, when you think about where we fit in um, into this world, um, you know, we're really, we're really centered on not necessarily academics per se, primarily, but we're about relationships. We're about family. And so, you know, when you think of Homeschool Unlocked, First and foremost, you need to understand that we're here to build relationships that are happening within the home and within these communities. So looking at Homeschool Unlocked is lo- is like looking at any endeavor that your family would undertake. So it could be a vacation, it could be um, a service trip, whatever it is. It's, it's about relationship and that's what sets us apart. We're not trying to compete against other academic school type you know podcasts we're we're focusing on building relationships in your home yeah just for episode five we had mentioned uh you know you need two foundational skills in order to create this homeschool environment that we believe is what we're looking for at least what we're looking for at homeschool unlocked and with all those that are listening and so what are those two skills first and foremost it's got to be joy. It's got to be happiness in this environment. So that's that's the first thing that no matter what you do, what curriculum choices you do, what activities you do, foundation of all that is general joy and happiness. And then the second is we're always constantly building the child's responsibility for his or her own schoolwork. Uh, we gave the homework assignment. Hey, think of 10 skills you want to build in your child, right? This is us establishing or reestablishing a homeschool environment. Okay, we got joy, we got responsibility, those things are taking place. Next, what skills do we want? And then we can make decisions on content, workspace, all that kind of stuff later. But right now we're on, let's decide on the skills. And and we did that. We, we chose 10 and we'd love to talk to you about it. Yeah, so in choosing these 10, it's a time that we were able to reflect. We These are things that we've talked about, but it gave us time to really reflect on them, um, they become so automatic. And, and, you know, like you shared before, as parents, we kind of intuit, we have like a gut feeling about important things. Um, so we look for activities to build these skills. We look for content to build these skills. Um, but some of it is kind of automatic. 
And an exercise like this is so helpful because it helps you focus and also remain settled. Have a peace when you engage with your children about what you're really accomplishing. Um, Our first skill that we wanted to highlight is joy. So um, this means that there is a curiosity, an enthusiasm, a passion, just a joy. Um, And that may not seem like a skill, but it, it is in the sense that it's an ability. And some people are maybe born with a certain leaning to a certain ability, right? Joy. There are just some people that are more joyful. But joy can also be cultivated. If you look at it like a tool, it's a tool that you can become more and more comfortable using. And it's our first skill. Yeah. And if I can say, I mean, we can go back and forth, whether we're defining a skill or behavior, but every skill is necessarily a behavior, right? It's a behavior that either um, gets reinforced or it's directly taught or it's indirectly taught or it can be, you know, extinguished, right? I mean, so yes, joy, you can actually directly instruct and teach a kid on joy. And some kids will need that direct instruction in that right? Depending upon demeanor or whatever it may be. So, so joy, we got number one, got to, got to work on, we decided we want to build that skill. And so we're going to make decisions based around building that skill. The second one that we're going to bring up responsibility, right? I think we talked about it, ownership, right? So joy, going to work on that directly. Now we're dealing with responsibility. There's a focus there that's coming from the student. Um, and it includes things like time management, but you are helping through whatever activities that you do, increase your child's responsibility. Yeah, and, and, and if I could say, you know what helps responsibility? When they actually participate in the planning process. What I mean by that is if you're deciding on what the schedule is going to look like for the day, for the week, even, even for the month, sitting down and having a conversation with your child where they get to have some input because now it becomes their schedule. Right. So at the beginning, it's a whole I do, we do, then you do as a kid. Right. So the I do is you have a g- pretty good framing of what the you want to grow this child in. Right. And then you bring the child in as, hey, you can kind of steer that conversation so that all parties agree. Right. And so now, hey, do you remember you chose that you wanted to work on this. You placed it during this particular time slot. You, you had this conversation, right? So all of a sudden, there's ownership and that's growing. Now, that is need to be developmentally appropriate, right? I mean, having this conversation with a five-year-old that's looking at you kind of weird is different from a 15-year-old. But yeah, that's number two, responsibility. And number three on our list is memorization, the ability to store and retrieve information, um, which is so foundational to it's it's a knowledge and then it's using that knowledge to build and so you have to be able to retrieve whether it be a definition or a set of steps memorization is an important skill yeah i mean if i can go into that just a little bit i know um, we said number one, number two, number three. Now, this order may change for you in terms of what you're prioritizing, but memory is super duper important. I think the last thing and the only thing I'm going to say really about memory is that this needs to be worked on at an early, early age. And let me tell you how you work on it. Attention. You need as 
early and as soon as humanly possible, begin to build your child's ability to sustain their attention. I'm here to tell you that if you do that, if you focus on that for the first couple years, just extending that, sustaining that attention, anything and everything tied to learning will come easier. It, it, it will. And so, you know, just think of, hey, uh, my child, I'm giving birth to my kid. Uh, kid looks like they're kind of like recognizing the world around them. Help them with sustained attention. If you can do that, learning will, will be much easier. So when we're dealing with number four, so if we slide over to number four, number four deals with communication, right? Communication and articulation. Uh, when you're communicating, it's very easy to think that that is mostly output, but when we're talking about communicating, we're actually starting with input. Like it, it, it involves first listening. And then the, the whole process of raising children, the skill of communication is so important. It involves them listening and um, caring and then being able to present the information in an, in an inspiring manner. And all of life is some form of communication. Yeah, and if I can say, you know, communication has a receptive piece to it and it has an expressive piece to it. And obviously when kids are younger and maybe they don't have all the words, you know, they're definitely more, um, they're stronger in terms of their receptive listening skills. And then slowly but surely, then we start to move toward that whole expressive uh, skill set. Um, number five, uh, number five for us that we have listed here is problem-solving skills. I can't even tell you how super-duper important that is. And 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 it's important that we talk about um, number four, which is that communication skills, right? Because there's a vocabulary in that. You need to understand that in the process of learning and actually applying problem-solving skills, the kids are talking to themselves. I used to do all kind of assessments on kids that had language impairments, um, just kids that were, you know, words weren't necessarily their primary mode of like learning. Um, and that's a problem, right? When you're dealing with public schools where everything is mostly delivered orally. Um, so you have kids with language impairments and you would constantly find them. I would constantly find them just have great difficulty problem solving because they can't talk their way through an issue, right? They can't in their mind, or if I do this, if I do like that internal conversation where you problem solve, a child with limited vocabulary, a child with some language impairment issues, that's super difficult. And so, you know, building that whole listening and uh, articulation communication skills at number four really helps with problem solving at number five. What do you got to say about number five, Monica? Yeah, there's definitely um, paying attention that has to happen. They're trying to make sense of something, a student. In, in this whole process, though, as we're teaching this skill, there also needs to be an ease, like a sense of calm and relaxation so that it's not um, it's not frustrating to you or the child as you're trying to problem solve how to build that skill. Yeah. It, you know, doing it with it just in a relaxed kind of manner. Um, the rest of these, well, I would say after number four, it, they're not in a particular order per se. So it's not that these are the top 10 in order, but the first few were definitely prioritized. Um, but another skill that we want to build is creativity. So creativity can be even reading a book, a joke book together. When you're opening up the joke book and you may say the first part of the joke and you may ask your child, 
give me, you know, guess, what do you think the answer is going to be? If this is a play on words, um, if this joke involves a play on words, what might the answer be? And they're having to be creative um, and you're able to spend some time together laughing. Even small things like that. They, those things will compound, that skill of creativity will compound and it will lead to, you know, being creative when they're organizing, let's say, a big event in their high school years. Yeah, so let me connect for you problem solving and creativity. You know, when you think of problem solving, you, you will be, you know, specifically uh, providing your child a way of of. of of working through a problem, right? So there's a there's a sequence, there's an order, right? There are steps. But this is how creativity comes into it. You got to think outside the box sometimes, right? So this whole creative mindset, now when you when you combine it, right? Cuz there's a concept that we haven't mentioned just yet, but it's called skill stacking, right? Your your skills are actually building on top of one another. So as, as you're building this problem-solving approach, right? I mean, you think of the scientific method, right? It's a way of investigating a particular issue or an unknown. There's a sequence to that. So in teaching problem-solving, there's a sequence to some of that. But when you bring in creativity, all of a sudden, you can blend both. Hey, how would you do this? That's excellent. Let's throw all that out the way. What's another way? Oh, great. What's another way? So all of a sudden, you have this sequential problem-solving approach, super necessary, right? I mean, you need order in your life. This is why God's given us order. But then you also need to de- you need this creative piece in that problem-solving piece. So sliding away from um, creativity, sliding onto our next particular uh, skill, right? This is our ability we're looking to develop. I would actually... Oh, okay. You want to go back? Well, I'm going to say... I'm going to go with leadership next since you were talking about since you were highlighting that and in leadership it's not just that they know the correct thing to do um or that they're able to do it correctly but it's also bringing in others so that they are motivating others to do the right things together so, yeah, so, I mean, with regards to the leadership skills, um, I tell uh, our kids all the time, you know, we're a family of eight, right, uh, two adults and uh, our six kiddos. Um, we're always leading. You know, we always have little eyeballs on them, whether those eyeballs are younger or older. Um, you know, we're, we're constantly being good role models. We're constantly communicating, right, this whole joy piece, this whole responsibility piece, this whole, you know, proper um problem-solving piece. We're always exercising all of our memory skills, right? All those things that we've learned, right? We're always, always leading, always trying to be good examples. So if you're tracking with us, you would be on skill number eight right now. We just finished uh, talking about leadership and and in leadership, you have reasoning and decision-making. So let me tell you a little bit about reasoning. Uh, Reasoning tends to be something that obviously develops uh, as kids move into that whole youth, that teenage, right? So reason is the reason why. This uh, begins to introduce itself into the world of a kid somewhere around teenage life, right? So if you could imagine the kid's young, everything is about what is it, what is it, what is it? So we're exercising and we're, you know, using these memory skills at a level, you know, that you can't do when you're much older. But now we hit the teenage years. The teenage years where it's not what is it, it becomes why is it right now some of us get offended by that you tell your kid i need you to go over there and they say what do they say mommy why why now we can be super offended by that word why uh but the reality is developmentally kids when they start getting into 12 13 14 years old transition out of what into why 
This is called the reasoning stage, right? They enter into reasoning. And so all of a sudden, I don't want us to be offended when we begin to give kids instruction, give kids direction, counsel kids, coach kids, and they begin to ask why. Just be prepared. Anything and everything that you're asking your child to do, it may come with that why. And we're not going to be offended by it because developmentally, that's just where the, the kid's cognitive brain is at. So number eight, reasoning. Yep. And number nine, um, we have a desire to be service-oriented. So the skill of being service-oriented. Mm. Um, that means that there is a kind of a little catchphrase would be like live to give good or strength is for service, whatever that looks like for your family. Um, there's a focus there on thinking about others, about considering others, building them up. It can be in the smallest of ways. Let's say you have a lot of kids and you can't get out of the house right now because you have little ones. You know what? It might be writing a letter, like write a little note to a friend, a cousin, a grandparent, a neighbor, and you mail it to them, right? That could be a simple way that you're uh, encouraging, thinking of somebody else and trying to um, brighten someone else's day. I mean, our kids, right, they're serving. Like, how are they doing that? They know that we're here, right? We have a desire. We have homeschool unlocked. We want to share that with the with the world. They're serving us by working independently. So as you walk your child toward performing more independent type work, they're serving you. They're giving you either an opportunity to be with a younger child or to develop your own business or, hey, maybe even give us a call and want to jump on uh, this microphone with us, right? Uh, but service, please don't think of it as, you know, yard work or anything like that. It, it could be what you're already doing, just reframed so that they understand it as so. And the family is a perfect setting for our last skill that we're going to highlight, which is teamwork, collaboration skills. Yes, you can get those on a sports team and you definitely should do that. It's great to spend out time outside running around, um, you know, all the things that go with teamwork in, in a sports setting. But at home, um, working together, when you're trying to raise and cultivate leadership and a household of people, which means that you are acknowledging your weaknesses and acknowledging your strengths and those of every other member of your family because together if you know when Jesus's strength becomes my strength and my strength becomes his strength um, we're able to accomplish a lot more here in our family it's super important two things that are always tied to teamwork the first is recognizing that you know we're able to achieve a lot more together that's one number two um, we individually don't operate in a vacuum which means, you know, what one person does absolutely affects what the system does. And so those are two things with regards to teamwork, you know, and, and you know, you got to work as a team to bring joy to the family. You got to work as a team to build communication skills. You got to work as a team to build responsibility. You got to work as a team to problem solve and be creative and reasoning. You got to, I mean, memorization is even a teamwork activity. Absolutely. And being able to focus on skills is so helpful in challenging times. Now, a challenging time could be health challenges, financial challenges, time challenges, whatever the challenge may be. When we're able to remember that we're building skills first, it really um, frees us up because when there are situations, for example, we had serious health challenges when our youngest was born, uh, our youngest had challenges and our oldest, and life's still happening, and um, 
it felt like not necessarily a lot of academic was happening during those times, right? Because there was only so, so many hours in the day, so much energy, so much sleep that I was getting, but we were still focusing on skills. And it is so great because kids are natural learners. They, they, they're observing. They want to grow. They want to be independent, right? And so even when mom is not necessarily able to do uh, as much as I would like to um, academically, we know those skills are happening. And we have the flexibility that, hey, when it's hot in the summer and it's not fun to go outside anyways. We're going to continue homeschooling through the summer. Just total aside there. In this whole homeschool unlocked experience, we are taking ownership. And um, it's not, the focus should not be, are you enough as a parent? Are you doing enough? Or maybe it would be better to focus instead on, are you capable, right? It's, I may not be enough to do xyz but i am capable of learning i am capable of growing and um together we are capable of doing those things and um creating a beautiful homeschool experience so if you're new to homeschooling or you have seasoned experience or you just know someone else who's homeschooling right um this podcast is meant to educate both you and whoever's doing that piece. Yes, your homework is still to continue sharing the podcast. Okay. And also, now that we've talked about skills a little bit more, think about ways that you, looking at your list of skills that you're building, think of ways that the activities that you're already doing at home help grow those skills. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that. Everyone's already doing something. Fit it into one of these categories. If you find yourself always into this whole content and using that kind of stuff, decide what skills these concepts are. Just work your way backwards just a little bit, right? Some of us, like we did, chose the skill and then chose the activities and the content to address those skills. Others of us just simply just picked up a package and moved forward. Hey, there's not necessarily a right or a wrong way. Our recommendation is if you keep the skills first and foremost in your mind, then when you have that day and you really think you've achieved zero, there's some of those days. Maybe even negative. Me, me and Monica <laughs> have looked at each other because, again, the two things that we're always trying to push is this general joy, right? This joy of learning, this joy of this experience, but also owning, you know, have the kids experienced some happiness today? Right. There may be times where you feel like you've gone backwards. I mean, not even zero. You've gone back. You're in the negative. You're now. in the you're in the negative. And then we say, okay, hey, we we experience some joy here. Any any joy today? That that's usually a yes. And then hey, ha- have the kids taken some responsibility for? Did they do a chore? One chore, one assignment, one one. I asked you to do this, and there was just a little less instructions needed to get it achieved. Yes, fantastic. Our foundation and base continues to be further supported, even though that day I'm looking around and I don't see these additional skills. Hey, go back to skills. Until next Wednesday, continue sharing the podcast and growing our Homeschool Unlocked Nation. Thank you for spending time with us today. Check out our link below and subscribe to our podcast. We hope that we helped you by unlocking a new way of seeing homeschooling. Who else needs to hear this? Only you know. So take action and share it. Because remember, 
Homeschool Unlocked. It's not school, it's life.